Welcome to the Pioneer Podcast with me, Melissa K. Norris, inspiring your faith and your pioneer roots. This is episode number 72, and we are talking about nine ways to have a frugal pioneer Christmas, like one of my absolute favorites, Laura Ingalls and the Little House series. So I was looking back and the Pioneer's Christmas looked quite different than our Christmas of today. There wasn't glitter and strands of lights and mounds of presents under the trees. But if we look closely, we do see some of the same things. A Pioneer Christmas was much more frugal, much more simpler, but it was still every bit as special. And isn't that the key to this old-fashioned life is finding out that spending less doesn't mean actually having less, but really means having more of what's important. At least that's what I've been discovering in my own life as I'm getting rid of excess and cleaning things out and really just bringing back onto what is important. I find that actually the less that I have makes me appreciate more the things that I do have. One of the things that I loved about the Pioneers is they used what they had on hand to decorate. And that is a lesson that we all can learn from and use in our lives is to look at what you already have before you go out and get something new. A tree was cut down and brought in, usually from your own property or up on the mountain. Back then, things weren't, you know, you didn't have to have permits and stuff like you do now. Provided, this is of course, provided that you live where evergreens grew. So instead of the store-bought garland and the snowman of today, it was decorated with really simple things. Strands of popcorn, or if you lived where there was cranberries or wild fruit, you could string dried berries to make garland. And sometimes they'd have one or two really special store-bought, usually glass ornaments. But usually you'd find more of the variety of hand-sewn ones that were made with little bits of leftover fabric that were pieced together from material to remind you of your loved ones. So everyone back then pretty much had a scrap bag along with a button box. And in that scrap bag was bits of material that weren't really large enough to make a full-on item of clothing, but material was precious, and you didn't get rid of resources that you had back then. So you would save that, and that's why quilting was such a big thing back then, and that a lot of our quilts that we even have today in those patterns were made pieced from small little bits of fabric because that's what they had left available, and pieced together those small things could actually make something big and pretty and useful. So you could also do the same thing, and they would make ornaments that way. So one ornament could be made from maybe little sister's baby dress that was outgrown. Another was from part of grandma's old apron. And the wonderful thing about it is when you made them from people's clothes that were in your family is once they were up on the tree, then these were memories of the person who wore them or the item of clothing, whoever it belonged to. There would be memories to that. So you're essentially putting little pieces of your family up on the tree in these ornaments, which I think is awesome. And we actually have for you, you can make your own homemade vintage star ornaments. And I've got a full on full free tutorial with a downloadable pattern to make vintage star ornaments. And they're super cute. And you can grab those at melissaknorris.com. Click on the podcast button. And this is episode number 72. And then in the show notes is a link to that for the full on tutorial so that you can make those yourself and get them up on your tree, hang them from garland. And the wonderful thing about these is they are so cute. You can actually leave them up all year long. They do look really fun on the Christmas tree, especially if they're done in the red and whites or some kind of Christmas fabric pattern. 
Another thing that the pioneers did is they had evergreen boughs. Now, again, if they lived in the desert, then they're not going to have evergreen boughs. Perhaps they brought in cactus. I'm not actually sure on that. But the moral of this is anything that you have in your area, your natural resources that you would put to use. So a lot of times that was evergreen boughs and they would cut and twist them into wreaths for the door or they would wrap them around posts on the porch or if you happen to have a stairway inside the home or, of course, on the mantle. And they were to welcome visitors and just to show festiveness. Plus, they smell great. I love the smell of fresh cut evergreen boughs. Though one thing I will tell you, even though hemlock is really pretty and it kind of has a lacy pattern on it, hemlock tends to drop its needles quicker than the other evergreens. So when I'm cutting our evergreens, and this is especially true when you're picking out a Christmas tree, if you're getting a live Christmas tree, or a cut Christmas tree to bring into your home, um, hemlocks are not your best bet. So as far as making boughs and wreaths, I really like cedar because cedar kind of has that draping um, look to it. So I think it looks really pretty. Though cedar trees aren't generally a preferred Christmas tree indoors, but I like using the cedar boughs especially to make garlands and wreaths with. And you can even tie them really easily into a swag for your front door. In fact, I have a really simple tutorial to do it. You don't need that many boughs, which is also great. In less than 15 minutes, you can make an evergreen evergreen swag for your front door to welcome guests and people with. And nothing says homemade Christmas better than that. I love that. So you can grab that, and that is in the show notes as well. So you can go and pick those up. Now, if you don't have evergreen trees, because I realize not everybody lives in the Pacific Northwest like I do. So you can use simple things like sticks, just bare sticks and jute twine, and you can make a rustic star ornament. So this could be something that you could hang on the door. You could hang on the wall. You could use it as a tree topper. You can make smaller ones, and you can use those as decorations for the tree. There's just so many things that you can do with this. And this is actually an idea from my Southern friend, Stacy from StacyMakesSense.com. And she shared this on her Facebook page this week, and it was really easy, essentially free, and quite festive and rustic. I have to tell you, I love the old-fashioned rustic charm. You know, cabins and all of that is oh right there I love that so I have a link to that too it makes a star of David so you can check that out as well and you can make that for yourself if you want to I think it'd be really cute too prettied up you can add pine cones you can add ribbon to it you could add even just a small little part of an evergreen branch to just bring a little you know you can ribbon whatever you want that's the great thing is you can make this totally whatever your feel and look is for your home So one thing that I did along the lines, if you don't have evergreen trees and using what you have, because that was totally what the pioneers were about. Now we have grapes. So I have a grape arbor and in the summer we have to prune them back because those grapevines go crazy. They do exceptionally well, but some of them will get too long. And so we have to keep them trimmed on the arbor, mainly for where we want to walk through. So the opening and where we walk through, we have to trim them, prune them. So after we prune the vines, I actually made a form on just an old piece of plywood and I took nails and I nailed them in so that I had something to wrap the vine around because when you prune it, it's green. So it's very pliable and you can wrap it in essentially almost any shape or form that you want. And so I decided that I wanted to do a star. And so I used the nails and I traced out just a simple triangle pattern for the size that I wanted to make two triangles. And I used the same pattern and I just wove around in the triangle, obviously, the grapevines enough to make a a solid triangle. And I did that twice. And then I tied it so that it stayed in place with some jute twine and then let that dry. It took about three to four weeks for it to totally dry because once the grapevine dries, then of course it turns dark. It's not green anymore. It's brown and it's quite 
brittle and it's quite strong. And so then it will hold and it will keep the shape of whatever you shaped it in when it dried. So after they dried, I used jute twine. Again, you guys, can I just say jute twine is like your Pioneer Homesteader's best friend. I use that stuff everywhere. I should buy stock in the company. (laughs) From the barnyard to the garden to in the house to decorating for Christmas. I just, best stuff ever. Get you some if you don't have it. So I used the jute twine to tie the two stars together to make a Star of David. And then I took a strand of just regular old strand I've had forever in the Christmas closet of clear indoor-outdoor white lights. And I wrapped them just around the outside edge of the star, not the center pieces. And then I lit it up and I hung it on our front door. So that's actually our front door decoration right now. But I love it. I have to say it turned out so much cuter than I thought it would. I mean, obviously I thought it was going to look nice or I wouldn't have went through the effort and time to do it. But it turned out so cute. It is like simple country rustic charm just darling so after Christmas it's coming back inside and it's going to have a permanent residence in our living room because I liked it so much and I have to say from y'all's response on Instagram and then on my Facebook page you loved it just as much as I do and I do have a photo of that up in the show notes so you can go and grab and take a peek at that too and I have to say there ain't nothing more pioneer than taking something that you would throw away hello leftover pruning stuff and then turning it into something usable and beautiful So that is definitely a pioneer skill that more of us, myself included, need to take advantage and do more of that. And if you want to see all of my homemade pioneer Christmas decorations on our homestead, because I've been doing this for a little bit now, at least a few years back, and I love burlap ribbon and jute twine ones, just telling you. I have some video tutorials up from Periscope, and they are actually on my catch.me account. So I have a link to that. And then you can be sure and follow me on Periscope. I'm just at Melissa K. Norris there. So you can catch us live next time. Usually I'm on Periscope five days a week, Monday through Friday. So you can catch that there. But I have quite a few different homemade Christmas pioneer type ornaments and decorations that we've done. And so you can go and catch the video tutorials there. Plus you get to see them live, which is really fun. One thing that the pioneers really knew was the importance of one another. And this is an area that I really want to work on even more. And I think as a society that we need to work on, you needed other people to help you when things went wrong or to simply enjoy one another's company. It got lonely out on the prairie, especially in the winter months or up on the mountaintops. If you were a pioneer up there, and I'm sure probably out on the desert as well, though there didn't typically seem to be as many pioneers in that region. And so knowing, you know, that's why they had barn raisings back there and house raisings because you didn't have everything that we do now where you can hire it out or just as many resources. You know, if your if your house was on fire, they didn't have all the volunteer fire or not even volunteer where we live. We still have volunteer fire crews. We don't have paid fire crews where I live. And so our community volunteers and that's how we, you know, help one another out. Same with our ambulance and EMTs. But back then, you needed to know your neighbors and needed to know and have a relation, good relationship with them so that when you needed help, that's who you would call on. There wasn't an ambulance that was going to come and help you. It was the people who lived near you. So I think that's something that pioneers really excelled in and that we probably could do a little bit better on. Today, we don't normally go long periods of time without seeing other humans like the pioneers did, but I will dare to argue that we do go long periods of time, longer than we should, without truly connecting with the people around us. We have our phones on, the television's on, the computer's on, we're rushing from one thing to the next. Now, don't get me wrong, 
I'm not saying that any of these things are bad because this homestead girl, I use my phone quite a bit. But I am saying that Christmas is a time to set those things aside and really connect with the people that we care about. And we should do this all year long. This should not just be a Christmas thing. But Christmas is a great time to really make it a priority and to get started. We are so busy now that I, okay, all right, confession time, guys. So we are really busy right now. I am working hard on getting everything in place for when my new book, The Made From Scratch Life, officially launches February 1st. So most of the stuff I'm doing for that, including making some free five-day video courses and just some really fun stuff I'm super excited about. But all of that work is going on now because I need to have everything done so it all can all be finalized and up before launch day. So it is even busier for me right now than it normally is at Christmas time. And so I considered not doing our annual special Christmas thing. We try every year to do one special event with the family and by family, I mean my husband and our kids. We try to go out as, as a family and do something. And we try to kind of change it each year. Sometimes we'll repeat things after a few years. But we always try to do one thing so that we have that memory of doing something special as a family rather than just um, a bot something. We, we try to do an event. So I was really considering not doing the event this year. There's, after all, there was tickets to purchase and it's an evening out and it's on a work night and it's on a school night. And I just had a ton of excuses on why not to do it. And not that some of them aren't valid, but I had to ask myself this question. And so I'm going to ask you this question too, is what do you remember the most from years past or when you think back on special things in your life? So for me, it's the things that we did together. It's the things that I did together with family or with friends or that my husband and I did together when we were dating or we were first married. It's not the presents we got. I mean, maybe one or two gifts will stand out if they were something really special, but I more remember what we did. And that's what I wanted to focus on and to give to my kids. So we are going to go to the concert and we're going to make a memory together. So the moral of that for you is do something together with those that you love. It doesn't have to be big. Oftentimes, the pioneers didn't dress up and go out for an event. There wasn't anything to go out to, though most of them did have the Christmas program. was a really big part of the Pioneer Christmas celebration because that was their big event, and it was put on by their kids. And we have a Christmas program, too, that my kids are part of in our church. But you can just get together like the pioneers pioneers did and share a meal, share a conversation. And of course, they would bring out for special things, pause fiddle. So all my little house fans are going to appreciate that. So music, because you could play and sing. Music was also a big part of the Pioneer Christmas. And that's why, you know, we still have so many Christmas carols today. And music is still a big part of our lives, at least in my life. I don't know about your guys's, but there are certain songs that I just love. And I there's something special about listening to live music. Now, there's some beautiful stuff that I listen to, CDs and radio and on YouTube, But you know that there's something about that experience when you're hearing it live that just really brings that music to life. So I'm excited. We're going to be going to an actual, it's a fiddle concert. 
a big production. I'm really excited. We haven't seen this performer before, but I've heard really good things about him. Um, his name is Jeffrey Castle, actually, and he's coming up special to the little neighboring town to where we are. So that's what we're going to go and experience. And the fiddle has a very special place in my heart because my grandfather was a professional fiddle player. He actually played in Loretta Lynn's band. And so there's something about the fiddle that always reminds me of him. And I just love, you know, being a mountain homesteading pioneer girl. We like our fiddle music. Now, the pioneers did hang stockings, but it was most of the times it was their actual stockings. And a lot of times you'll know this is a really old fashioned thing. I don't know if all families still do this or even most families, but I'm sure some of you will remember a lot of times in your stocking, you had an orange. And the great thing about the orange in the stocking is it fills out the toe of the stocking. So it gives it a good shape. But the reason, if you didn't know this, I thought this was really interesting. I did a little bit of research on this. So the reason that an orange is a typical, or or I should say not necessarily typical anymore, but traditional thing that you would have in your stocking is because back then, an orange was considered a very special treat, especially in the frozen north or the more northern climates, like here in the Pacific Northwest, we can't grow oranges, we don't grow citrus. So today we have them like on every grocery shelf all year long. It's not that special. I mean, an orange and his orange. But back then, can you imagine that a piece of fruit was such a special treat that it was a gift and it was a gift that people want and really looked forward to and savored? I think that's pretty awesome. So in Laura's day, because y'all know that I'm a little House on the Prairie fan, I cut my teeth on those books. But in Laura's day, an orange, a penny, and a stick of candy was considered a pretty bountiful Christmas. And if you've read any of that series, you totally know what I'm talking about, along with a little tin cup. Today, we have pretty stockings, and not the ones for most people that we wear on our actual feet. But that doesn't mean that they can't be done pioneer style by repurposing an old sweater and turning it into a new stocking. In fact, I have a full tutorial on how to take an old sweater and turn it into a stocking, or if you don't need a Christmas stocking, into five other awesome gifts. This has been one of my favorite things that I did this year, you guys, for Christmas presents. I actually ended up keeping some for myself, so I had to go <laughs> I had to go hunt down some new old sweaters because I didn't buy new sweaters to do this with to make the gifts that I was intending to make for my daughter. So <laughs> They turned out so good. So you can make stocking hats, you can make scarves, you can make the boot socks and the boot cuffs and the fingerless gloves. And these were ones that actually turned out. And I do not consider myself, you guys have heard this, I'm sure before on the podcast, if you've been listening for any amount of time, I am not an expert seamstress. I am lucky if I can sew a straight line. And I did these all by myself without a pattern. And so I share them and you can grab that in the show notes, how to take an old sweater and turn it into a stocking or five other awesome gifts. And you can see the ones that I did. I shared them in there. They turned out so cute. Another thing that the pioneers did Christmas style was they concentrated on what was truly important. So Christmas back then, and they still did have the, obviously, with um, Santa Claus. And, you know, people can decide on whether or not or if that's something that they incorporate into their Christmas. But they celebrated the birth of Jesus and love for their family. They would plan for months, you guys, to do in secret where nobody could see them and to make sure it was a surprise to make a simple gift for family members. And usually you would only get one gift. A lot of times, you know, you didn't get multiple gifts. So it was really special. A lot of thought went into it, a lot of time and a lot of planning. 
and it was appreciated. So the gift that you got, you were so excited for because you knew that the person, and that was part of the excitement, was making it yourself and knowing that the person was going to like it and putting the time into it and the effort. And I think that that is wonderful. And so I love an old-fashioned homemade Pioneer Christmas, as you can tell. I love when we make homemade things and we put those into practice. And if you have not gotten it yet, I have my ebook I am giving away for free which is over 36 different recipes, gift tutorials, homemade pioneer decorations, and it's called Pioneering Today, A Homemade Christmas. And you can go to the show notes and click on it and grab it, or just simply go to melissaknorris.com backslash homemade Christmas 2015 and get your copy. It has our favorite family Christmas old-fashioned traditional recipes, just a ton of stuff, you guys. So go and grab that if you like a pioneer homemade Christmas. There's lots of goodies in there. And that's my desire for myself, my family, and yours this season is to enjoy the gifts that we've already been given and learning what really matters. So I hope that you enjoyed this and we will be having the next podcast episode is going to be all about old fashioned pioneer Christmas baking because y'all it is not Christmas until those molasses come out to play and special yummy treats. So that will be the upcoming episode. So thank you so much for joining me. So I hope that you have a wonderful Christmas season pioneer style.